Welcome back to the Sit Still Look Pretty podcast. This is another episode of the Commercial Awareness Series and we are your hosts, Summer and Vanessa. And today we welcome you to an episode that we've wanted to shoot for a while, but we thought now it would be the time to do it considering it's Black History Month. And uh, with that, this is what we're going to talk about today. Black History Month, what is it, the importance of it and more specifically, Black Lives Matter. I really, me personally, I am a Black individual, a Black person, and I really did want to cover this and do something on along the lines of race, and, um, and I thought Black History Month would probably be the best time to do it because, again, there's a lot of controversy around having a month people say it shouldn't just be a month and I couldn't agree more we should all be very educated on it it's about understanding why it is a month and the controversies around the distaste towards it just being a month it's one of those things where like we should always be educated everybody Mm. should know it and unfortunately it's not even unfortunately it's a big massive slap to the face that that there is a massive lack of education around this and I think that me personally going through primary school secondary school having Black History Month learning about Martin Luther King every single year without fail only having Black lawyers or doctors or marketers or police officers coming in just in October just if anything, reinforced the not only lack of education, but also the complete underlying racial issues and the race injustices that are embedded in all of our systems, including the education system. And it's like Martin Luther King, only Nelson Mandela, only part of the major parts of Black history. There are so many other things um, that happened um, in the past. And you know what? Not even that long ago. And I think this is something that I think education, again, tries to reinforce that, oh, it was so long ago. Oh, back in the day, putting it all in black and white pictures. One of my favorite trends that came around when Black Lives Matter really blew up and a lot of people were talking about it was when they had those um, black and white pictures and people were putting them in color and they were like, no, these are in color. They, they are not like so old and like 100, 200, 300 years old. These happened not that long ago, 70 years ago. And we still have race major race issues across the board we have race issues very deeply embedded into our society and I think that they like to make it seem like this happened so long ago and that we're so much better now it's just it's yeah it's one of those it's one of those situations that I get really passionate about and it makes me want to cry in regards to our experience of it I think in schooling I think we'll start there in terms of like how we felt about it I've given a little bit of like my distaste towards it but V if you want to if you want to go and talk about your kind of experience yeah last year uh being 2020 I think was a very pivotal year in, in bringing in, in shedding more light on this because previously it was an ongoing issue and it was it's terrible but I think last year with George Floyd who kick-started the whole it didn't kick-start it but it just kind of the anger was still there but it, it just amplified it even more and it just we were all in lockdown at the time and we were all at homes and we weren't being able we weren't really able to do anything and I think that was very important in bringing more awareness onto this issue because we just had to sit there and in silence and realize the the degree of 
awfulness that this brings about. We were just, I remember sitting at home and thinking, this is just terrible. This is like, how can we live in the 21st century and not have equality? Like, how is that possible? How can we as a, as a race let this happen and let this happen for so long as well? It's just, I think it's just, and we're still talking about it. And the whole movement that happened in 2020 and everyone was shouting like a Black Lives Matter and it angered everyone and everyone started actually realizing what was actually happening and every and even more people joined in. Now it's still happening, but it's a bit sad that I don't hear as many people talk about it as I did back in June, July, 2020. And yeah, I, I do think that bringing about change will happen at some point. <laughs> will it take us another couple hundred of years? I hope not. Um, and I think it's down to us to raise our kids and to educate our peers in our society. And hopefully through this, if everybody plays their part, we can hopefully eventually make this a thing of the past. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think we've made amazing progress recently, especially with Black Lives Matter. Like they're doing absolutely amazing work. I think they're actually doing what schooling or the education system thought Black History Month was doing, basically. And it's not just about talking about these past issues; it's about understanding why, and it's about understanding it not from a "we saved you" like type of situation. It's about doing it from a look at how terrible this was and look how bad like these people were treated and look at what happened and about understanding it and understanding not just why it's wrong I think it's quite self-explanatory why it's wrong personally that may be my own ignorance no one is better than the next person that's it in the most general terms but then when you look at it with Black History Month some of the things that I really love about Black History I'll just give a a bit of background carnival is one of my favorite times of the year celebrating you know Black culture it's the colors the the music the food everyone being happy and together and just having a good time and doing our dances from our home countries and and speaking in their native languages it's just such a beautiful time and I think it's another thing that black history doesn't celebrate like black history month doesn't celebrate and it's another problem because you're always talking about slavery there's so many other things that happened those kind of teachers who really can provide such a massive benefit to Black History Month, those ones who aren't afraid to expose the truth and the fact that it's even called exposing, and that is part of my description here, is part of the problem. Having teachers who will sit there and honestly and openly say stuff, but again, teachers are still limited by the curriculum and the curriculum isn't set by them it's set by the higher-ups and this is where I was talking about earlier about how about how when it comes to Black History Month the education system and how race is so deeply embedded in in those kind of systems as well um, adding to the lack of education that goes on in in today's society the people up there they don't want these things in because if they did, they would be. Like I was talking to one of my friends, her flatmate at uni, I was talking to her, she's American. And um, she was saying to me like how, like she's taking, she's in the UK obviously. And she's taking like an American politics kind of history module. And she was like, this isn't what we were taught. Like this doesn't, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't correlate to the history that we were taught. And I think it, again, it just reinforces the control over what you are taught. It sounds like such a major conspiracy theory saying it like that. But the only, the best way I've found when I'm learning about 
black history and stuff like that is reading from black reading diary entries studying history in terms taught by black people who can explain it and I can relate to as a black person but also having those teachers who give those black people from those who went through what the terrible atrocities and things that they went through back in the past a voice so I do think that the education system like the thing is with me with black history month I love it in the sense that I love it because it's the only time it's the only time that that we talk about this. And I think it's so important to talk about it. I'm always talking about this. Like when I started a society at university, I joined the race and diversity, like the working group on a national level, because it's so important to have people who you identify with and who you and hear stories about other cultures and other ethnicities and, and understanding it. But my problem with Black History Month is that they focus it so much on slavery and it's, that's just not the only thing that's happened. And also you like to tar Black people with this kind of, yeah, we put you in slavery, but we also saved you from slavery as well. Don't forget that. Like, it's just, it's, I get so passionate about this because it just, it upsets me. But yeah, in regards to the controversy, I think that's my main problem. There was also a lot of controversy around that stuff like Blackout Tuesday. And like people black square before i let you go on with that i actually it's funny you say this because before we started recording this episode summer and i were discussing what we were going to talk about just dotting down the topics that we wanted to address and the things that we wanted to say and i said to her because she was like we should talk about black history month and i said i don't know a lot about it because I know about Black Lives Matter and I know about the movement and I know about why we should make this a better world and we should strive and work hard to level out the playing field and equalize the opportunities 100%. But when it comes to the history of it all, I don't, the truth is, I don't know much. And I know that it's down to me as an individual to educate myself. I remember, I think in year seven, or eight I remember we had in history we had celebrated Black History Month and I don't remember much because it was a very long time ago but that was the only time that I actually actively remember myself being taught something about it and as an individual now I am in you know my early 20s I am doing everything that I can as an individual to educate myself on the topic. And that means reading about it. It means podcasting about it. It means doing my bit to make this world a better place for everyone. Because the truth is a lot of people don't care because it's not them. And it's a very sad truth and reality of the world that we live in. It's we're very individualistic. And um, it's if it's not about me, then I don't want to hear it. I don't care. And then when it's about you and nobody cares, you feel so shut out and so alone. And so just like nobody wants to listen to you. And that's not a nice feeling. And I don't want to make anyone feel like that. Yeah. One of one of my favorite people who came out and said something quite specific about like education in terms of like books and stuff <laughs> this guy called Richard Cohen his book is basically an exploration of like history and he's covered a lot of content he covered like Leo Tolstoy and all of that stuff but someone described his book as 
an epic exploration of who writes about the past and how the biases of certain storytellers continue to influence our ideas about history and about who we are today. And I couldn't, genuinely, I couldn't put that into words better because when it comes to education, and I guess this is the difficulty, and this is why every obviously everybody thinks differently, everybody retains information differently, everybody interprets things in a, their own way. It's why us as individuals, everyone's different. But I think this is where the lack of Black authors studied in school and Black historians and Black teachers and Black doctors and things like that, this is where we see the lack of. And it, it inadvertently still creates this bias. You need to have a collection of loads of different histories. And this is why Black History Month is, again, it's not as important as it used to be. It's not as important as it once was, but it's why the importance of education is really needs to be hammered home. And it was even hammered home by Black Lives Matter because there is a very Eurocentric view on history and I can't speak for other countries of course but in my personal experience it is a very eurocentric view when you're looking at like black history and i think that is it's a major underlying issue and yeah i keep reiterating the lack of education but that genuinely is in my personal opinion one of the most driving forces behind maybe they think that our history is history but what they don't realize is that we're also making history now we're actively creating the next history that the next future generations are going to be learning about and black lives matter is going to be in history books in a year two years exactly try and do better but how can you teach someone to do better if they don't know better choose to remove something or choose to not put it in and not educate someone in it because you don't deem it worthy enough of being educated on is a racial history it's a prejudice against that side of that that the history of those persons in my that's my personal then the whole point when especially when it comes to Black Lives Matter they reiterate this point you have the choice to educate them consistently over it think about how many times you learn about the holocaust during your time in in your history lessons and studying history from primary school to secondary school when you think about history if someone goes oh what do you do in history what do you think they're going to talk about world war one world war two the holocaust and then you'll talk about your medieval history and your kings and queens and Henry VIII. You know what I mean? No one turns around and goes, yeah, we learned about the history of Martin Luther King or whatever. They'll say that in, what did you do in Black History Month? Oh, so in Black History Month, we learned about Martin Luther King. Do you see the difference? Do you see? It's so Eurocentric and that is the problem. Sorry, I completely cut you. The same way that you want to make yourself a better person by, I don't know, giving money to charity or doing a good deed. I think if we channeled the same energy towards making everybody feel included and feel like they belong, it's, I think it would go miles. It would go miles. But unfortunately, this is not the world that we, we live in right now. Yeah, I think that really probably swings us into kind of the whole Blackout Tuesday situation. Which, by the way, I haven't even seen anyone still posting black squares this is what i'm saying it's not about just posting black squares why did it become a trend like i my brain my mind can't comprehend that everyone was like oh if you didn't post a black square then you know you're blah 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 yeah you only posted a black square 
What else did you do? Have you tried to educate yourself? I am a black person. I'm a black woman. And even I still had to educate myself because I haven't encountered the same racial experiences as other people have. You know what I mean? So even I'm still going around and educating myself, by the way, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Amazing book. Love that book. It explains it perfectly in terms of the ignorance and the prejudices and like the perceptions of that white people have in comparison to black people when discussing matters of of race and things like that so 100% recommend but anyway like the blackout Tuesday like I the movement completely understood it it's just like having a moment of silence or like it, it it channeled that same kind of thought process I'm not shaming the movement people that did it for clout or did it because everybody else was doing it and they were like oh shit if I don't do this they're gonna think I'm racist or if I don't do this then um like I'm gonna be the only one not doing it so I have to do it oh my best friend did it oh I'm gonna do it too hashtag black lives matter have you read on it have you read articles on it like one of my friends from primary school, she's created this magazine called Gen Z Talks magazine and they posted so much about it. And you know what? Like she set that up like recently, like very much when everything was going on in, in like with Black Lives Matter, when it was really like taking off. And uh, and is that, like, I'm not saying you have to set up a magazine. I'm not saying you have to set up a blog. I'm not saying you have to write a book. That's not what I'm saying. But educating yourself, being self-aware enough, attending talks or even just asking questions or even a apologizing if you've identified that you in your past have been prejudiced and didn't realize i think one of the biggest problems with race and the reason racism is still an issue to this day is because of ego we have this problem with everything is about me it's me and people actually fail to see the circumstances of other people like i said before if it doesn't affect them they just don't care that's just the world that we live in right now and it, a lot of it has to do with ego right like we're, we're social human beings we love the sound of our own names that's like the the most beautiful sound that anyone can ever make and everyone just wants to make things about themselves and at times like this it's not about ourselves it's about other people and it just feels as a society we've just failed to completely grasp that and deliver to the people that don't really have the same outcomes and same opportunities as as the majority of the society does sorry i'm really like taking the lead on this one sorry i'm so like passionate about this like talk about this all day no because like i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of people saying all lives matter and that kind of stuff like you saying all lives matter is just you pretending you know what it's like to live in a society which disadvantages and stereotypes you because of the color of your skin don't be a typical 21st century person and uh, just take this and make it about you. Like, it's not about you. This is about giving the opportunity to those people who've never been equal, a level playing field. One when, where they finally get to wake up in the morning and not have to worry about their lives. A life where society offers them the same opportunities. Um, because I will never understand your pain because I haven't gone through it, but I can try and help make a change. You know what I mean? And yeah, aim for a world where there's equal privileges and equal opportunities. Yeah, I literally have um, a story for the White Lives Matter situation. Yeah, so one time I was walking home. I live in a predominantly multi-ethnic 
place in London, like a borough. It has so many different races. It was when Windrush happened, a lot of people moved there and just stayed there. Like a lot of my family on my black side lived there and still do live there. And my grandma came over and she'd so, right, setting the scene. So I'm coming back. I've lived in this borough my whole life and I was crossing the road and I was just walking and this man was just standing there. Like I didn't really, I noticed him. I didn't pay him no mind. He's a stranger. And he's just standing there and he's just eating his sandwich or whatever. And then he just goes, cough, white lives matter. And I stopped. I carried on walking for a second. And then as I walked back and I said, excuse me, what did you say? And then he was, and then he stepped back because he didn't expect me to turn around. And I said, excuse me, sir, what did you say? And he turned around and he was like, what? And I didn't say it in a rude way. I said it in a polite way because I'm not going to, f- another thing that black people have to think about, which is super, super unfortunate, is that if we lose our temper, we are labeled as dangerous. We're labeled as ghetto. So I made sure not to raise my voice. And then he turned around and he was like, I said, white lives matter. And I said, that's, that's really ironic that you say that in the current borough that we we live in or that you are here presently in one of the most multi-ethnic boroughs you could live in London and it's also quite funny that you're currently eating a sandwich when 90% of the seasonings and things grown in that sandwich and made for that sandwich didn't come from a traditional Euro European country even come from European white culture it didn't that's not so it's very ironic that you're sitting there and you're saying that in the place that you're saying that in eating the food that you're currently eating if you believe this don't partake in our culture then don't enjoy the fruits of our labor then don't enjoy the things that we as a culture and and us as a race have always celebrated and always brought to you and openly shared it with you because I'm pretty sure that the black woman across the road who served you the food that is currently in your hand did not know and did not tarnish you with any brush and did not know that you were of that opinion. And it's all—it's even further ironic that you would even go into that food store if you have those views. This is quite ironic, is it not? And I just like, and I just walked away and I was really upset because I've lived in that borough my whole life. That's never happened to me before. And I know how privileged I am for that to have not have happened to me because most of my black family members, my black friends, they have experienced that. And it, it, it was like my first experience. And I was literally completely blown out of the water because again, it just reinforced how when people say like when a lot of my white friends who turn around and they go, yeah, like I could never imagine experiencing anything that you've experienced. And then sometimes, and now I'm sitting here thinking, I can't imagine experiencing it how my other Black family members and, and friends have, because I haven't. You know what I also think it's very interesting to talk about is the, is the generational difference. Because when I talk to people that are like, I don't know, part of the older generation, the consistent view seems to be the same but when I talk to people my own age like my generation our generation which I guess we're Gen Z right yeah yeah we're Gen Z and when I talk to people my generation everyone is outraged everyone is like how 
can we as a society let this happen? It's the same energy that we put towards, this is completely irrelevant, but I just want to show you how dedicated our generation is to making this world a better place. Look at what, look at how much we're doing to try and be sustainable and try and make this world a better place. But everyone that I have on Instagram and everyone that I've spoken to that's my own age seems to feel the same way about this. This is what I like when it comes to when it comes to Gen Z and things like that. Again, it reinforces not only the ignorance, but also the the lack of education. But I think with the older generations, it's more ignorance. I just I solely think it's ignorance. And and I experienced it firsthand for the first time. And yeah, but there's even there's even things that I used to be said that I was even told at school where people in our own generation would turn to me like, oh, my days, like someone like you're so white. Or you're not very black. That's so weird. Like, why do you straight? Why do you straight? Hey, you're not very black. You, you speak so white. You speak so well. Why does me being eloquent and me being able to communicate? Lots of people associate with being white. Why I'm not white. I am black. I am a black individual. I am a woman of color. But why does me being well spoken, me wanting to go into law, me in loving education why does that make me white it doesn't make me white it's just what people like to tarnish black people with ghetto rough dangerous a few other words just obviously violent aggressive but when it comes to white people you're well spoken and you are going to go on a good career path and you're going to have a good life it's still so embedded and even when it came to being at school and people saying that to me at school like that genuinely affected me so much because I felt like I couldn't identify as the race that I was I went through an entire crisis like me as a person a lot of my friends were I went to a predominantly Asian and white school so my friends were like 50 50 split and I was friends with the only other three black people in my school but when it came to going to sex to university and stuff where I met a lot of people from loads of different cultures and stuff like I am not going about it picking like, oh, I need to have more black friends or I need to have more white friends. I'm just friends with whoever. But it, it just is. It's but I still had those kind of ingrained things where it's like people are going to think I'm so white because I'm going to a Russell Group University and I'm studying law and I'm a good public speaker. Sorry, but what does that even mean? And I think this is where the role of Gen Z also needs to play a major part in, in the education. It's those like little microaggressions that we also need to teach one another and to identify because even though some people say it as a joke and stuff like that, I'm not sitting here saying don't joke, you know what I mean? But that's not even if it's a joke, that's not that wasn't a joke to me when I was younger. And I still don't take it as a joke now. It was a very major common misconception and controversy. I just, I just wanna sorry to cut you, but I just want to say when the whole Black Lives Matter movement thing was really taking off, like back in June, July, 2020, all of my Instagram was filled with Blackout Tuesday squares, right? And that was, it was great to see. I know that a lot of people were doing it because they were just following their friends, but it was great to see nonetheless. It was like this unity thing, but I will never forget the people who stayed silent on it because frankly, you either can't be bothered or you're just ignorant you should follow your path and you should try and achieve your goals and do whatever it is that you want to do but don't act don't be blind to the struggles of others 
You know what I mean? Don't be so indifferent. Some people find it difficult to public speak and stuff like that. I completely understand that. And some people, by the way, I should also mention this. Some people um, don't feel like they're very qualified to, to speak on it because they just don't feel like they're educated enough on it and they don't yeah. want to offend anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's totally valid. We're showing you a major problem in our, in our society today. And because it doesn't affect you, you don't care. So you're not going to educate yourself on it. Like, that, that's just it. It's, it's the bottom line. One thing that I think about all the time, because it's just, I'm an overthinker, and it's just, I think about a lot of random shit throughout the day. The one constant thought that pops into my head is, one day I will have kids, and I'm sure you'll have kids too, and probably our listeners will have kids one day as well. How can you, as an individual, bring into the world a human and live in the world that we live in and it's with so much hatred do do you not worry about that what kind of society will this child grow up in what kind of world will it be you know what I mean there's not enough people caring about other people and as far as I'm concerned again like let's just uh, relink it back to to black history month the fact that it's a singular month people are like oh my god you should be so lucky it's a whole month we don't get an entire month to focus on white lives matter no because all other 11 months are focused on it that's the bottom line there's not an equal playing field in job opportunities there's not an equal job uh playing field in educational opportunities there's not an equal playing field this is actually a conversation i had one time i can't remember exactly with who but i just remember having this conversation and we were talking about job opportunities and the person was some said something along the lines of but the job opportunities are similar or something like that and i was like no they're not because some people don't even get the chance to get their foot through the door before they shut down but it's not even just Um, that they don't sometimes they don't even get to be considered yeah it's also the whole the person receiving it though you could be qualified to more than anybody else on the planet it's not going to happen I had an exact conversation with someone at uni about this one time as a few months ago and we were talking and she said how she got really upset with one of her like her black guy friends and I said oh like why you know what happened and he's like he got really angry at one of my like one of our white friends who turned around and said he wanted to be a police officer and I was like right so why did you get angry at the black friend and he was like because he got really angry and said you know about the institution and all of this stuff and this was the analogy that I used I said okay let me give you an example so we're now looking at the policing system and police officers and it's constantly being made more prevalent because most of the black community most of the minority um, ethnic communities already knew about this it has many deep-rooted racial issues and she's like yeah and I was like and your friend has chosen a job role the perception that your black friend has had he's sitting there and he's saying the policing system stop and searches i'm i'm scared that they're going to stop me at any moment and i'm not even doing anything and there's all of these fears and your friend's telling your friend these fears and your friend's like oh but i'm gonna be a police officer and he's your friend's like like you're gonna partake in in that industry and she was like yeah but i got angry because my friend's not racist I was like it's not about him being racist it's about facilitating to that industry and i know that's not a, like there are limitations to that argument. I hundred percent, hundred percent understand that, and I would love for you guys to talk and 
tell me what you think in terms of my own in terms of my own kind of perception on that but and then she was like oh like I see like she was like oh I see like I didn't think of it like that I was like it's not your fault but you didn't think of it like that because you don't have the same experience as your black friend you don't have the same experiences as him so I think when it comes to to educating is why I think us as black individuals and members of the black community I think it's it's difficult for us to actually want to talk about it to to a lot of white people because some people just genuinely don't know and some people are just genuinely ignorant and it's sometimes it's hard to to figure out which one's which you know but let's just reel it back to the importance of black history month because while we are still in this society why we are still going through the daily struggles and trying to educate one another it still is a really important month for the black community and we want the education system to change and we want the curriculum to focus on it and not just give us a month but demonstrate to loads of different individuals about our history and not just Martin Luther King and not just Nelson Mandela and not just those kind of areas of history and don't put the pictures in black and white because they didn't happen that long so yeah there are loads of errors with black history month many errors so i think i mean besides other important things like not knowing how to get a mortgage (laughs) (laughs) but um it's nowhere near on the same scale yeah (laughs) sorry yeah no i it's very important for obvious reasons i think but also because you should want to do better as an individual as well I think and yeah sorry go on I I was just gonna say I think linking to that like doing better as an individual I think I don't like with this podcast we said from the right beginning we don't ever want to tell you what to do like this isn't like a podcast to tell you where you should be doing everyone has their own opinions and everyone's entitled everyone everyone's entitled to it and everyone you're autonomous beings but one thing that I would really just love to see is just people just trying to educate themselves on it more and people just caring about it about it more like it's, it's heartbreaking how little people care and how much people do for for trends and like blackout tuesday and things like that but i think i just have a read up a few articles i'm not sitting here telling you to read actually read why i'm no longer talking to white people about race the million other books out there but I, it would just it's a stepping stone it's this it's the start of a, a very long line of undoing a lot of stuff that is is very deep rooted in our society but I think we are going to leave it there guys this has been a very heavy episode a very controversial one as well and like we always say we are always open to to discussions on these things I don't think race should be a debate but I do think I me just as much as Vanessa and anyone else we are all very open to you know discussions on these things you know your own personal experiences if you want to share everything is always anonymous with us so yes we hope but you guys have an amazing day no matter where you are and we hope that you're staying healthy and happy and eating your greens eat your vegetables guys but yeah we hope you have a lovely day and we will talk to you guys again soon lots of love guys Bye-bye. bye bye